What's up, guys, and welcome back to episode six of the Rush Hour podcast. I'm your host, John Grano, along with my co-host, Paul Carrera, and our What's friend, Hunter, D'Ambro- uh, Hunter D'Ambrosio, Hunter Del Gershio. Hey. Uh, speaking of uh, a certain D'Ambrosio, Al, unfortunately, will not be able to make it today. Uh, so no Al on Santos this week. Hopefully, we can bring it back next week. But uh, we're going to get right into it like we always do on the podcast. And we're going to talk, uh, the entire episode is going to be MLB-based, but specifically right now we're going to talk about Francisco Lindor and Paul's going to talk about some contract issues that the Mets and Lindor are having. So um, recently, within the last couple weeks, I'd say, most, most recently in the last week, uh, the Mets and Lindor have been trying to come to a contract agreement. And, you know, there's been some struggles internally on, you know, what the money is going to be, how many years he's going to get. And, I mean, there's people, there's players taking the door side saying, you know, he deserves the money he's asking for and the years he's trying to get on his contract. And, you know, the front office saying, no, he's not 12 years, 385. He's 10, 325. And they're not coming to an agreement right now. And I don't think it's more money based. I think he's still making the same amount of money. If you give him the 10, the 10 years to the 12 years, it's basically the same amount of money. I think it's more the years, uh, John, you could disagree with me if you want. I think, you know, as we get, like, as he gets into like the 34, 35 area, he's going to hit a rapid decline. Like it's going to be sooner than do. that. It's going to be well, sooner than that. Well, uh, yeah. 33, 34, 35. He's going to hit a decline. But listen, I, I, you know, the thing is, can you meet in the middle? Can we do 11 for whatever the, I think it's 32 million. I think it's actually cheaper per year if you get the 12 year deal. But obviously I, I think that's way too much money for Lindor. He's a great player but he's not in the level of a, a Bryce Harper, Mike Trout in terms of hitting home runs. And that's really what brings in the money. Um, yeah. But I think with Lindor, um, what annoys me is just the fact that the Mets are, are doing almost everything they can. I mean, 10 years, 325 is a lot of money. It, it's a sick amount. And especially now in a time like a pandemic that we have uh, to be a little this greedy, to be this greedy about the money. I think the fans are going to start to turn because there haven't been a lot of fans that have been able to work. Uh, a lot of people losing their jobs not gaining money, not gaining income. And for him to do this in the New York, uh, New York guy is not a, uh, a very good luck. I wonder if he'll get food on opening day. Hopefully not. I think he's a good dude. I just think he, uh, no booze, no booze, no booze. I we love not. him. We love well, him. Met, right some Met Come fans on. are stupid. Some New York fans in general are pretty stupid. So no, I, we have, you would expect I, I, I personally don't think that he's not going to sign with us. I personally just think that right now we're not going to come to an agreement. I think it towards the end of the year, I think we'll come to an agreement. I got a question because, though, Paul. I got a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happens if Lindor's just all right? What if he bats 280 and he gives you 25 bombs and 85? I'll RBIs? take that. Yeah, but what if we had it our shortstops the last 10 years? Then you're not paying him. You're not paying him 325 million again. You're paying him whatever you pay him. But what happens to the other teams? What if the other teams go, well, you know what? We're gonna give him another shot. We're gonna give him 350. And the Mets only want to offer him 300 because they just saw the entire season play out. So that's what I think is a little I, I don't I don't think that the Mets could let him go. They definitely can. It'd be a Mets thing. I know it's I don't players. think they can. I think personally, Lindor's the type of player that you don't want to let go after what you just traded away to get him. Yeah. You traded away both of our shortstops in our organization that were playing in the bigs. Arthur Jimenez, who's lighting up spring training right now, hitting like 285 with like a 350 on base percentage. For well, a 22 year old, that's very good at shortstop. That's very good for a 22 year old. Yeah, and Ahmed Rosario, they're they're now working him as a utility. I I saw somewhere, so he, you know he's playing some outfield, which is uh. <laughs> Mets want to do that. I want to put him in center a couple of years ago, but obviously yeah, just awesome. defensively uh, he's he's not to be good terrible enough. in center field. But whatever. I I think that Lindor, like we can't let him go. 
because he's, you know, he's our franchise now. I, if you look I, at it. Yeah. I don't think anyone's better. I mean, I, I, th- I know Bear always likes to make the, the argument that Trevor Story is better. He's not the type of electric player that, as uh, Paul yeah. watches, Paul watches the Knicks game in the background, he's not the electric player <laughs> that that I think Lindor is defensively. And I think Lindor probably brings you more marketing value in terms of Jersey sales. I mean, you're going to really tell me that Trevor story is going to sell more jerseys than Lindor. Lindor is the, one of the faces of the MLB. Trevor story just unfortunately isn't. Um, I mean, Trevor story, I I think, sorry to cut you off, but Trevor story is like one of the, like he's one of the more unnoticed great players in baseball. He's, you know, he's a great player, but he's playing in such a terrible market on a terrible team on a terrible field on a terrible field with a terrible pitching staff. Yep. It's just that that team isn't going anywhere within the next three years. And he's stuck there almost. It's almost like the Arenado situation. Arenado needed to get out of there. He needed to change the scenery because they weren't going anywhere with him. Any, ch- any chance he gets traded at the deadline? What, no. I think I think there's a chance. If you're the Rockies, he's not re-signing with you. You might as well. If the, if you're, you're not going to be great. You're going to be a 500 team at the deadline. I would risk giving him up. Maybe you can get yourself a, a, a you know, a long term. Yeah, you're going to need that at least three early, top prospects yeah. in an organization. No, nah, you, you wouldn't think so. Cause remember he's on his contract here. So these teams who are signed, uh, who are trading for him, are yeah, not guaranteed no, to but, get him. No, yeah. But what, who's going to trade for Trevor story for a one year rental. It's like Trevor story is the face of your franchise. When you get him. I mean, do you see it with the Mets with this trade? Could you imagine if they don't resign him? It would be oh a Mets thing. It would be it a would Mets be so thing. Mets. It would be it would a Mets be, thing to have. It would be so Mets to like to not get him and then sign like Correa or sign Baez after like he I love Correa. You can hate on Correa all you want. I love oh, Correa. He's a cheater, bro. I don't like the Astros. Eh, cheater. Cheater, one, cheater. Some Marlins fan uh, had a sign up for JD Davis that he was a cheater, uh, which is actually kind of funny because unheard of, unthought about. He had 65 plate appearances in 2017. So I wonder if. <laughs> He actually had any influence with the uh, trash. J.D. Game. Davis? J.D. Davis had 65 at that. Was on the Astros? Yes. Two seasons. Really? Well, I don't know that. Maybe he was a cheater. Derek cheater. All right, enough with this Lind. I I don't want to talk about this Lindor situation. It's kind of making me upset because, you know, I don't think the Mets are going to get him back because it's a Mets thing to happen. <laughs> you know, predictions for the regular season. Uh, we, we were talking about this before we started the podcast. A lot of uh, crazy records with, you know, some teams being way more dominant than others. I'll start with uh, my division winners. AL East, I think we all have the Yankees winning the division. I think yep. they're the best team in that division. I think the Blue Jays are right behind them. Not, you know, like right behind them, but I think, you know, they're a close second. I think they could push for a wild card spot this year. They got the pieces to do it. Just got to put it together and play well. You guys could interject whatever. I mean, I think the Rays are a better overall team than the Blue Jays. I think the Blue Jays are, are, are more of a hype team. You see it every year. There's one team who the public decides is going to, you know, make this big run. Um, I still have the Blue Jays as a wild card team, and I think the AL is going to be weak in terms of their wild card teams. Um, but I have the Blue Jays winning 86 ball games uh, and taking the final wild card spot over an 84 and 78 Indians club. Uh, I think the Rays. Yeah, I just looked. I just looked at your records, and I'm astonished that you have the White Sox finishing 500. Yeah, I have the White Sox 81 and 81. I don't see it. I think they're going to have some injuries. I think Eloy Jimenez being out with a torn pectoral muscle uh, can't help. Uh, I could see them just collapsing. I don't know. Maybe just because I, I don't have trust with the White Sox. I haven't seen them be good in a long time. I don't know. They have John. They have good pitching, man. I mean, they have they have the they staff. Do have good now. pitching. They have a staff. I think they have a good enough lineup to do the things that they they've been doing. 
And I think, you know, the addition of Liam Hendricks is really going to help that team. Fair. As a, uh, a Yankee fan, what are your thoughts on uh, maybe a team like the Rays or the Blue Jays contending for that division, although we do think the Yankees are going to win? Uh, I really don't see the Rays as that much of a threat because they really didn't get better this offseason. They only got worse. Lost a ton of guys. They lost Snell. I mean, Randy Rosarena. Obviously They're just doing what they fun. normally do. Randy Rosarena. Yeah, Randy looks like a stud in the playoffs. Don't know how good he's going to be, but looks like he could be middle You're, of line lineup guy that could yeah. fear. That's a gain, I think. I, I don't think they lost yeah. that much. Obviously, they lost Snell, but I mean, they're going to get – they're mean, getting in it. They're getting another offensive addition to Wander Franco whenever they decide to uh, own up to the uh, see, fun, see the problem. The problem with the Rays is that they've given away they give away all their players once they get to that contract year, just so they can build up the farm system. And we've seen it work. It's just that you're not getting a team better. Like they you'll never, great you'll never get over the hump. Like this was the yeah. best they've been in a long time, and they still weren't able to get over the hump yeah. because they can't sign a guy. Every team who does this, like even the Dodgers. You know, they've been so good, so good, so good. And they still needed to sign a guy like Mookie Betts to win the title. So although you can build up, I think the even Steve Cohen said, I think your main initiative is to, to build through the draft and have guys like that. But you also need to sign a few guys along the way if you want to. You need to have a good balance of both. If you don't have a good balance of both, you can't be a good team. It's like, yep. not that I'm saying the Rays were a bad team. The Rays were a great team last year. They put it all together. They were managed well. They were coached well. Everything that happened with that team last year was great. Yep. I don't think they got pieces that'll push them over the hump to compete with teams like the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Padres, the Mets, even the Braves, Mm -hmm. like all those teams are, you know, more dominant than the Rays are. It's just the Rays didn't get anything that makes them a better team than either any of those teams. Yeah. I think the Rays are crafty though. I think their management and their uh, general management. Yeah, no, great. It's a great managed team, greatly managed team. Yeah. Um, Let's do some AL Central. I've got the Twins at uh, – I kind of covered some of it, but I have the Twins at 93 and 69, winning the American League Central, like I said. The Indians are going to go 84 and 78, and I have the White Sox at 81 and 81. Those are the three teams I kind of highlighted. I just thought were the more important teams of the division. I think the Tigers going to be terrible, and the other team's going to be awful, pretty awful too. But I think the, the White Sox, again, at 81 and 81, I'm telling you, they're not going to be good this year. I've just got a hunch. AL West, I have the A's at 162. Uh, I've got them winning. Uh, I don't have them winning the American League as a whole, but I have them getting to the American League Championship Series. They're going to lose to the Yankees that, in that series. That's a little questionable. I, I I like the Athletics as a team. I think they uh, another team that just didn't get better this offseason. Like they, they're just staying stagnant, and they're they were a good team last year. But losing Marcus Semien, as much as we didn't watch Athletics baseball in the last three years, Marcus Semien has been a huge part of what they've done the last three true. years. He's been he was a top three MVP candidate three years or two years ago. He he was that dude. He was their best player. He was hitting what two ninety and and that season where he was competing for the MVP. He was you know he was a great player. I do I do think that's a, a loss on their team. I have the Angels winning the division. I really hope and not that you know I want them to win the division for multiple reasons. I you know Mike Trout deserves to to win occasion like he needs to he deserves to be in the playoffs. I also don't think that the Athletics are like there on like the pitching level and able to, uh, to be able to, you know, compete in that division. I also think the Astros will snag the second one or at one of the wild cards at 88 74. Cause I mean, the Astros haven't been, they've been in the playoffs for what the past seven years. It just makes sense that they'll be there. They have a good I, enough team to get there for once. I think the Astros are not going to make it. I think they're going to go 82 and 82. I think that, um, 
82 and 82. I don't know. I, or 82 and 82. That's too many games. Sorry. 81 <laughs> and 81. Uh, I, I see them being 500. I think they'll kind of be like the White Sox where you're like, oh, they're pretty good. And then they're not pretty good. Maybe like they, a have, a good, they have a good lineup. I mean, that's the only thing I could say. Like they have a sick, they, they can hit well. It's like if they, if they hit the way they are, they should, and their pitching's good, then they're making the playoffs. It's yeah. Fair. What do you think about the AOS? Anything that you want to kind of pinpoint on as you're doing your uh, fantasy draft? Well, in the AOS, I do have the athletics taking it at 90 and 72. I got the Astros and Angels both finishing at 89 and 71, and neither of them taking a wild card spot. The wild cards, I got the Twins and the Blue Jays. Both Blue Jays win in 91, and the Twins win in 90, taking the wild card spots. It's close, close wild card. I also, th- I, I mean, I agree, but it's going to be close in the AL. I don't think, you know, there's as many dominant teams as there used to be. I think the NL has, you know, emerged as like the dominant league and conference of baseball. I think there's going to be a lot more high win teams in the NL than in the AL. I think, you know, the AL is going to have competition, obviously, because, you know, baseball is very competitive in the MLB. But I think that the NL is probably going to be the most competitive. And I think the division that, you know, a lot of people, well, me and John think is going to be a great division is the NL East. Me and John have differing opinions on who's going to win the NL East. I had the Braves in the NL East at 99 and 63. I think the Braves are. You know, they're the Braves. They have, you know, they got better over the offseason. They got more pitching. Their pitching's developing. Mike Schroke is coming back in the beginning of the year. Their lineup is just like, no one's getting worse in that lineup. They're all getting better. I, I think it's a team that it's going to, they're going to be a team, one of the teams to beat in the NL. Just going to be a very good team. I think the Mets are going to make the playoffs. I had them going 94 and 68. They're a good team. I, I, I've been a Mets fan for too long to think they're actually going to play to my expectation, though. So that's why I don't have them winning the division. Yeah, maybe I'm a little optimistic with the Mets. I'm just kind of finally hoping that something breaks right for them. And I have them winning 95 games. They're going 95 and 67 for me. Braves sliding in there at 90 and 72. That was actually the record of the 2015 Mets when they won the division. Um, teams that mentioned like the Nationals, I just don't think they're going to get over the hump. I think they've, they're just uh, season by season progressively getting worse. Um, I think the Phillies did get a bit better. Well, they kind of maintained themselves with the Real Muto signing, but I don't see them really making it. I like the Phillies. I, I like the Phillies this year. Marlins, uh, I, I think that the 60-game season allowed them to do what they do. I think they're going to be a good yeah. team uh, farther down the road, but not right yeah. now. I think through 162, you'll start to see them become more of a younger team who makes a lot of mistakes. Um, but I, I have the Mets at 95 and 67, mainly because of uh, the confidence I have in the pitching staff. Although there's some injuries, I like what I'm seeing uh, from guys like Marcus Stroman, Taiwan Walker, even Joey Lucchese's pitched all right. Um, I like what I've seen from the bullpen, uh, other than Diaz's uh, last outing there. The bullpen's been pretty and good. And Matantis. has been scary. Very, very scary. Um we have some guys like Jerry Blevins who we could bring up. Well, that's a lefty for a righty. She probably don't want to do that, but uh, Braves, I, I'd rather do that than keep a Tansis on the roster. He's the Braves awful. for me is just a hunch. A lot of my uh, record predictions are like a hunt or a hunch. I'm really not a professional at all, but I just don't see the Braves repeating. I think maybe they have a down year. They've had some uncomfortable losses to say the least in the playoffs. And I think it's finally going to bite them. Uh, Bear, what do you think about the uh, NLEs? Do you think the Mets are the team that's going to take it off, or do you think maybe the Braves or another team could uh, take them over? This is really a division that I've just gone back and forth on many times. Like, there are millions of ways that this division could end. I mean, th- this time I'm just putting the Mets winning at 99-63, a little more optimistic than the both of you. Uh, 
really the Braves are really the only team where I don't feel like they're going to win the division. I could see the Phillies taking it. I could see the Nationals taking it. And in some crazy world. You could see the Marlins taking it over the Braves? In some crazy world, the Marlins could take it. Everything goes right. Six of Sanchez is a 1-5 ERA. Oh, my God. I do have most (laughs) of my rookie there, but I tell you what, Bear. If the Marlins win the division, I will Venmo you 25 bucks at the end of the season. That's a deal. I don't, you're honestly, on the pod. On the pod. What'd you say, Bear? Honestly, there's really one team where I don't think it's going to take it. It's the Braves. I have them finishing second in almost every time I've thought about this. That's I don't, I mean, they're a wild card team for me. Like, I got them 95 and 67 this time, but I just don't like the Braves. <laughs> I don't know what it is about them. I don't like the Braves either, but I still think they're a good ball club. Um, oh, yeah, winning more games. Club, I just don't think they're going to perform this year. Like Paul, me, me and you, me, me and you were almost completely, completely similar on our little free pool DraftKings uh, prediction there. So uh, moving in with those predictions, <laughs> Paul, Paul's laughing. Um, the NL Central, I had this this division being like actually the worst awful. division in baseball. Yeah. Yes. I had the Cubs winning eighty eight games and taking the division along with the Cardinals. That's That's al- along with the Cardinals uh, winning eighty six games. Uh, and unfortunately not making the playoffs. I think the wild card is going to be the Padres and the Braves. You know, I think Jerry Vasto brings them over the hump. I think he gets them three or four more wins and gets them to 88 and 74. I think he's the guy that's going to, you know, change that Cubs franchise. Paul, what do you think? All right. Well, um, I didn't have the Cubs winning the division because I, I think they ha- they're they're a team that's just that they gave away their stud. They gave away their horse on the mound, you Darvish. Yeah, but they, they got, didn't get rid of their they didn't get rid of their horse and Jerry Vasto. They've got okay. they've all got right. the arms. Yeah, I, I know they have Jerry Vasto and all that, but you know, we have to we have to go back to their lineup, which is I mean, that's usually that was their struggle last year in the playoffs when they got there. Their lineup went stagnant. They couldn't hit the Marlins beat them in a three game series. So it's like can I trust Javi Baez to, you know, hit two eighty again? Or is it gonna hit two oh five? This offense, if the if the Cubs are hot, they could win a lot of games. It's it's yeah. not they didn't lose a ton from 2016. It's no, no, they did a, a core of, of very similar players. The, all they have to do is play to their to their strengths, play to how they should play. Chris Bryant has looked like absolute dog the last two seasons. He's got to pick it up in a contract year yeah. where he's not getting oh, yeah. re-signed by the Cubs. They don't have the money. They're either going to sign Rizzo or Baez, maybe both. Bryant's off the table. He's gone. I love Rizzo. I love Baez. Both of those guys are, you know, those are your two studs. I think yeah. Baez really needs to pick it up, though, because ba- Baez is kind of cutting it short for himself. I mean, his contract year is next year, not this year, but next year you could be oh. looking at a team that's like not. Baez is this year. Baez is this year. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. My bad. It is this year. I was thinking about we, MLB. The we show are currently it, filming this at uh, 10 o'clock p.m. on Wednesday, March 31st, and I'm just checking in on the Knicks game, as Paul does, too. Knicks it are currently eight. up seven. 92 to 85 ball game. Uh, here's Randall in the post. Just got fouled. Oh, he spoiled it for me. He did just get fouled. But yeah, yeah uh, you're behind, John. Sorry. We're not, we're not going to talk Knicks here on this, but I just wanted to give everybody an update. Uh, they should, NL West. You guys no, listening should know by now. NL West, let's do it. All right. Best, best division, high powered in baseball. They have two 100 win teams, in my opinion. I, I think. Did the Dodgers? I had the Dodgers going 109 and 53. I don't have them winning 110 games like a lot of people do. Somebody's going to get hurt on that team. I don't know who it's going to be yet. Somebody on that team is going to get hurt. Not sure yet. I'm not sure who. What do you got? Be, but what do you got the uh, What do you got the Padres at wins wise? 
I think the Padres are going to go 162. What? 162. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were just yeah. saying how many games they were going to play. It's crazy. The poor Padres, man. That's where you go, like, can they do it seating-wise, like the NBA? Like, that team wins 100 games in their wildcard team. I've got the Dodgers at 120 and 42. <laughs> I don't even know. That might be an MLB record. Oh, it is. Uh, I think it I is. Know. I'm pretty sure it is. But I think if anyone could break the record, it is the LA Dodgers of 2020. No, it has to. I mean – Eventually, somebody's going to break yeah. the record, so I think they could. Uh, I've got the Padres at 105 and 57. Unfortunate for them, they're going to win 105 games and still not make uh, a See, division run. I think, still problem, win a game. I think the problem with what you're saying is that you have the Dodgers winning the division by 15 games over the Padres. Like, imagine <laughs> like how bad that's going to be winning 105 games to losing the division by 15 games. Yeah. Oh God, they'll be out of it by like June with a, with 98 wins. That's hilarious. Paul, can you please stop watching the next game? It's really distracting. You know? I was talking to my daddy. Called my name. That's all right. Don't worry about it. All right. Uh, Paul, what do you th- – I mean, uh, Bear, what do you think about this NL West division? What do you think about the Dodgers? What do you think about the Padres? Maybe any other teams that you think it's slot in there and steal a wild card spot? Well, uh, I don't have the Dodgers set having a record-setting year, but they are <laughs> winning 111 games, and uh, they're going to be the NL champions, as pretty much anybody expects. Padres are winning 105, slotted in at a wild card. And uh, nobody really cares about the rest of the division. <laughs> the, the Rockies aren't that good. No, uh, well, yeah, the Rockies suck. I mean, Trevor Story's there, best shortstop in baseball. Paul, is it a two-point game right now in the next game? Oh, my God, yeah. it's a two-point game. Yeah, oh, my gosh. I mean, we're playing oh. the worst team in – basketball and we're only up two i mean i don't well, i, I, really I don't know what's really going on here maybe i should have took the timberwolves in the look, spread i just took luis guillorme in my draft so I, I it's a luis luis oh guillorme. my god please Burt, you suck oh, i can't see all right yet. so uh we're moving on to uh award predictions we uh i don't i don't know if we're differing on award predictions i'm gonna start with uh the nl i'm gonna go mvp I think Juan Soto is the best hitter in the NL, maybe even the MLB, and I think he's going to absolutely light up the field this year. Even though his team's not going to do much, I think he's absolutely going to light up the field and you know win MVP. John, who's your MVP of the NL? Uh, MVP, I have Christian Yelich. I think he could also win Comeback Player of the Year if he does win MVP. Uh, but I think Christian Yelich is the pick here, mainly because I, I just think, like, he has to have figured something out in the offseason. You can't play that well and then have a terrible 2020 like that without having a major adjustment to your swing or, or something you're doing pregame. Uh, so I think he'll he'll probably take the MVP there. Cy Young, I think we all should have Jacob DeGrom. If anyone differs, uh, you can unmute your mic and let me know. Uh, I don't differ. I also think that if there's another person to win it, I think it's going to be Walker Bueller. All right. I, I, I love I love the way Walker Buer pitches. I, I think, you know, with I love his fastball rises, which you know I don't you don't usually see in the MLB. And his You're fastball rising rises. A, rising to Pete Alonso's bat for a three run homer. Uh, yeah, the first time yeah, definitely. Dodgers. Pete Alonso could barely hit like <laughs> Brian Abreu, who yeah. he had a bomb off of. But NL Rookie of the Year, Sixto Sanchez. I'm calling it this year. He's gonna have a two six ERA and he's gonna pitch lights out. Uh, and I'll come back player of the year. I've got Mr. Javier Baez. Although I said he wouldn't be a good Mets signing. I think he's going to be an overall have a good year. Um, the AL, I have the rookie of the year being a Rosarena. Uh, pretty obvious. Everybody should have that. He's going to have a good year. 
AL Cy Young. I may come as a surprise to most, but I've got Hyunjin Ryu <laughs> from the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. I don't know why that's funny. Uh, he's a good pitcher. And I think it's win funny that you think Hyunjin Ryu is winning the AL Cy Young. going to win think, it. I think AL MVP, Mike Trout. I think that's the consensus pick for now, but there could be some other guys. I think I've got a wild one here for comeback player of the year. My guy, my guy, the Dark Knight, Matt, Matt Harvey. Harvey. Matt Harvey, baby. I've got him slotting in with a three ERA with 17 games won for an Orioles team starving for wins. Um, 17 wins. Matt Harvey is going to have the most wins he's ever had in his career. Yo, I just have one question about that. Yes. Does he ever pitch into the ninth again in his career? Stop. Stop. <laughs> I think uh, – I, mean, I, I, I think in the eighth, he'll, he'll go through the eighth. He'll get a fly ball to Juan Lagares in the eighth inning. And, and then I think he'll he'll uh, he'll bargain with the manager, come up for the ninth, and then like walk like Alcides Escobar or Salvi Perez. And then I, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say my AL prediction winners now, John. So you know, harping on bad moments in Mets history. So I'm gonna go uh AL MVP consensus pick Mike Trout. I mean the safe pick to win MVP. Cy Young, I got Lucas Giolito. I mean, that's my fantasy horse this year. I love Lucas Giolito's stuff. I think he's great. He had a great year last year. I think he's going to, you know, back that up with another great year this year. And uh, I think he's going to take home Cy Young. Rookie of the year. I have Tristan McKenzie winning it. I don't know why. I think Tristan McKenzie's going to get brought up early in the year. And just, he, you know. Well, he's be- up, but here's the issue with Tristan McKenzie. He, the way the Indian schedule works, one, he's on. Oh, an there's inning. like six starters, yeah. right? Is that yeah. what's happening? That and the fact that they have three off days to start the year. He doesn't start pitching until April 8th. And um, okay. for him, he has an innings limit due to injury. So you're going to see him in games where he's dominating, go six innings. All right. I mean, I, in more cases than not, I do I do see pitchers winning rookie of the year like instead of hitters. I think hitters are a little less appreciated in their rookie year than pitchers are. I think rookie hitters too are just very streaky. So it just happens. Yeah, exactly. I, that's the one reason why I, I mean, Arasarena had an unbelievable playoff run, but you know, it's, it's not like that's going to happen again. Like, I don't really think that like he's going to be that good again. Yeah. But, you know, I, one last thing, my comeback player of the year, Trey Mancini, unbelievable story. Comeback from I think cancer. that's a great pick. I, I think, you know, even if he doesn't have an unbelievable year, it's just an unbelievable story how he came back from nothing. Like, you know, he hit rock bottom for himself and he came back and he's competing at the highest level again. I think it's an awesome story. What a story. Hope he plays great. I hope, you know, 300 average, 30 home runs. You know, I hope he does it. Go ahead. Have fun. Uh, Bear, any final closing comments before uh, we end the podcast? Obviously, you're doing no, your we're fantasy We're talking draft. about NFL. What you talking about? We are not talking about the we're NFL. We're not talking about the NFL. We're not talking about what? the NFL. So I'll just we're going to end it here. Uh, predictions real quick. Mm-hmm. So, AL MVP, I got the uh, Fishman Mike Trout. NL MVP, I got, my, I got my favorite non-Yankee and the best hitter in baseball, Juan Soto. AL Cy Young, I got, I mean, Yankee fan Garrett Cole. He's going to have a sub- yeah, that, that four ERA is going to be amazing. Look, sub three in Yankee Stadium is a blessing. Uh, NL Cy Young, I mean, I guess you can go across New York, take Jacob DeGrom. You guess? Uh, I guess. I what mean, a shot from Julius Randle falling away. <laughs> And the Knicks take a four-point lead with three minutes to go. Continue oh, that's there. that's huge. Hey, rookie oh, John, here, my I team got, is way ahead uh, of you. I got I Randy spoil. Arena. He's Ford. an absolute stud. And our rookie of the year, Cabrian Hayes, has shown a ton. I have him as well, Bear. Have he is well. an absolute stud. Misses the jumper. Rebound Towns, but it goes out to Bullock. And uh, I'm going to go off the tracks a little here. 
Uh, they didn't do this. I will. Here's my World Series prediction. Uh, it's going to be Yankees-Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yankees take it in six. Glaver's going to win a World Series MVP. He's going to hit 410 with you five. You say Yankees five. winning in six? Yankees in six, baby. Glaver's hitting 410 in the series. Oh, you are such and a biased Yankees fan. He's going to have five home runs. He's going to have a solid 10 RBIs throughout sorry, the Sorry, sorry. Did you just say Gary Sanchez? No, I said Glaver Torres. <laughs> okay. You're lucky if Gary Sanchez uh, hits a foot-long sub. Uh, <laughs> look, Gary, look, and you know, come back player of the year, Gary Sanchez. You got a better chance of Gary Carter hitting that he's not even alive. All right, I think that's gonna end it. Wait, 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 uh, can I just wait, my Gary Sanchez. Uh, uh, yes, 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 okay. yes. Go ahead. So, Gary Sanchez, he can get the average up to like 285, 290. Are, like, you, are you out of your mind? My balls into hold the on, game. hold on, Dude, hold on, hold on. He's lucky if he hits hey. 230. Hey, can we, can we do a Yankees versus Mets thing again? No. Why right, not? Because um, there's, not, a, there's not enough players. I got it. Closing pitcher. We did that one already. Okay, you yeah, don't have a closing pitcher. We do it every week. That throws fastballs down the middle. Okay, of the okay. All right. Let's all right, not all right, drag right. it out any longer. I think we've gotten a pretty good episode here today, Paul. Right field. Aaron Judge is clearly right superior. field? Are you nuts? Conforto's better than Judge. Prove me uh, wrong. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. I think that's going to end it for the Rush Hour podcast this week after that terrible take. Uh, yeah, thank you to John is a one point game again. I know. Sorry for every, uh, sorry for the uh, long delay, uh, on the podcast. We, we've been trying to film these. We also are starting our high school season, so it's going to be tough to get this done, but we're going to have as much fun as we can. And we enjoy doing these when we can give us your feedback on Instagram, TikTok. Uh, Paul, that's not really nice to say. Uh, they're being very rude in the chat. Uh, I hope you guys have a uh, a great evening or whenever you're listening to us. It's going to go up in the morning. I'll talk to you guys later. Have a good one. And Goodbye. Remember, Trevor Story's the best shortstop in baseball.